0: I am Linda. And I'm Sarah. I'm a boomer mom. I'm a millennial daughter. And
1: we're here to talk about relationships.
0: All kinds of relationships.
1: So without further ado, let's get get relational. Hi, welcome to Let's Get Relational.
0: Today we are talking about self-love.
1: One of our favorite topics of all time. Yes. Now you might hear us say that about every topic we talk (laughs) about, but it's true. Self-love really is one of the ones that is very near and dear to our hearts.
0: Yeah, it's um, for pre- me personally, it's something I've, I've struggled with a lot. And especially um, like being a young woman expe- within the society or, or people who identify as women, um, trans men, trans women, anyone who isn't necessarily who is forced to perform in some way to like be seen as something like you. There's a struggle that you go through of like really loving and caring for yourself. Um, and for me personally, it, it started like in middle school, like a whole process. And, you know, as I said before, yeah, middle school sucks. I don't think I've ever met a single person in my life that said, yeah, I'd go back to middle school. Like, no, it's just awful. Um, <laughs> it's a bad time for everyone. But, um, that's, for, that's where the, the internal struggle of like learning to actually care for myself began. Um. And it's been a process ever since of doing different things and changing the way I see myself or treat myself to continuously show myself care and love and affection so that I feel good about myself um, and I feel good in my body.
1: Yeah, and the, the sad thing to me is she was raised in a really loving home and, and told a lot that she was loved and and still the culture got to her. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that's the thing that... It's nobody's fault if you don't feel self-love. Uh, you may have had a really horrendous growing-up experience. You may have had just a slightly bad growing-up experience and still not feel really strongly about being loved um, and not love yourself very much at all. So one of the things that we look at is is knowing your worth mm-hmm. and the fact that that's a lifelong process.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like. It, it will change over time or how you have to shift your view of your worth will change over time because there can be a relationship that happens where it your worth plummets because it maybe wasn't necessarily a 100% reciprocal healthy relationship. Maybe there's some toxic traits going on that damage your self-worth or damage your self-image. And so that can happen multiple times throughout your life. No one is perfect. Shit happens and things can upset you. Things can hurt you and you have to work through that. And it's a continual process of figuring out where you need to work through that. So you can fully and completely love yourself.
1: Yeah, I had um, some challenging experiences growing up, which I've shared before and and will continue to share. And for me, it was... um, a long process of learning what self-love really was, learning why it mattered to mm-hmm. love myself. And then I was doing pretty well and I worked on codependency. I mean, I, I worked on a lot of stuff. And then I got into a long-term relationship that uh, really destroyed a lot of that. And that's nobody's fault. I mean, it's my responsibility to to love myself and to care for myself and to remove myself from situations that are are toxic and not good for me. But I was in this phase of feeling like I'd committed and I needed to stick it out. And it's taken me a long time since then to really get back my sense of myself. Because uh, one of the things if you're codependent is you often give up a lot of uh, sense of yourself. And uh, you define your self-worth by how someone else sees you. And you define uh, your value to the relationship by how much you get approval. And so for me, it's been um, a long process these last nine years to get back to that feeling of yeah i'm pretty great i i love myself and there, there's certainly work always to be done on ourselves it's like we are not the people that say oh that's just the way i am i'm never going to work on that you know we really believe in doing um, uh, personal development work mm-hmm. we wouldn't be here if we didn't believe in it <laughs> and um, so for us i i just really want to emphasize that other things can happen this pandemic yeah. has like smacked a lot of us around um, and really challenged our sense of self-worth and our, our, our love for ourselves. And uh, you know, one of the things that I decided early on is if we came out of this healthy and happy, uh, that was all that mattered. We didn't have to create some big thing because there's a lot of pressure in the beginning of the pandemic to what are you gonna do with this time? Are you gonna lose weight? Are you gonna get fit? Are you gonna create a, a, a new uh, best-selling novel? You know, What are you gonna do with this time? And the time it's been like a roller coaster for me, and uh, I've had to continually go back to that whole concept of self love. It's like who who am I? Mm-hmm. Why do I matter? And that I have to matter to myself first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that whole concept of self care became mm-hmm. even more important to me when self care was introduced to me, really a relatively short period of time ago, uh, maybe six years really, is all that I've been thinking about self-care in a real way, that that you really could do that. When it was first introduced to me, I was like, oh, no, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I, I, that's not right. I you know I should always be doing for other people. Mm-hmm. And so f- for me, the concept of self-care has gotten really important and who I surround myself, what I put into my body, food and, and water and alcohol and uh, all of those kinds of things. And um, really looking at what are the ways that I am caring for myself? It's created a huge difference for me to just focus on that and to just say, okay, you just have to get through this day and then tomorrow will be better. And even if tomorrow's not better, I just have to get through that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and know that eventually those times are going back cause they always do. And that's the thing. I, I, I we have a hundred percent track record of getting through the day. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it's about what are the elements of self-care related to loving myself, can I implement today?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, self-care can take like many different kinds of forms. It could be you spend an entire day reading a book, you spend an entire day watching TV, you you know go out on a hike, you decide to go write some music. like whatever it is that feel makes you feel good and makes you feel like you're taking your care of yourself and your own emotional, mental, spiritual, physical needs, then it, it can be whatever it is that works for you and brings you joy and, and fills up your cup again or your internal reservoir um, of energy. And it's so it, self-care is different for every person because every person is gonna need different things and different a, a combination of things to feel good and happy within themselves. Um, and the other side of that too, is if, um, if you're not necessarily practicing self-care, like what are the reasons for that? Um, because there's also this uh, dichotomy of whether you think and feel that it's important, like a necessity, or if you feel like it's selfish. Like, why should I take care of myself? Like, I should be taking care of other people because people need me and I want to be there for other people. Why would I take care of myself? And it's so it's also looking at why wouldn't you take care of yourself?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, And a lot of it is because people think it's selfish and that it's self-absorbed and all of that. Mm -hmm. And and we're not talking about that at all. I think we are in an epidemic of people being self-absorbed. But I uh, don't think that's what we're talking about, about self-love. Um, For me, self-love is much more about how I talk to myself, how I care for myself. I remember when I owned a real estate company a number of years ago, I had a new agent working for me and she was really struggling with getting any time to herself. And so one of the things I realized when I started training people to be real estate agents was the more they took care of themselves and the more they felt good about themselves, the better they were at their jobs. And so this woman... Uh, her assignment one day was to go home and take a bath and lock the bathroom door and not let her kids in now mind you They weren't little kids. They were teenagers and she cried She said I, I've never done that since my kids were born I've never not been hundred percent available to them hundred percent of the time I was like whoa And so she went home and and I said just do it for five minutes. You don't have to do it for longer By the end of a year, she was able to go in and take a bath by herself and not be bothered. But she had trained everybody how to treat her. And how to treat her was that her time for herself didn't matter. And Mm -hmm. she didn't believe the time for herself mattered. Mm -hmm. So that was one of the things that I I got some real good clarity on um, how little we think of ourselves sometimes. And that we're just not worth it. You know, we're not worth the time we would spend on somebody else. We're not worthy of time and attention and care and love. And it's like, wow, where, where do we get that idea?
0: Yeah, like it's, it's sad. It really it's, is. It's very sad that so many people like, you know, including me, like I went through this too, like including me that, you know, felt like I wasn't worth my own love, like that I didn't need to love myself. And it's taken many years (laughs) to get to the point of being like, oh, you know, I am pretty cool. Who would have known that I could admit that to myself, that I'm actually like cool and fun to be around and I'm deserving of love and everything that I want and that I need, that I deserve that. And so a lot of what happens is like, we have this sense of feeling undeserving of that sort of attention from other people as well as ourselves. Cause with with that we can get in this idea of wanting to get all of our needs and wants met externally. And so we have the expectation of other people filling that reservoir, internal reservoir for us instead of looking internally and seeing what can I do in my own life And how I treat myself that could also help fill the wants and needs that I have. So that I'm not depending on other people to do that for me because eventually it's not going to fill up your reservoir as much as you need it to because there's something that's missing when you're able to give that for yourself because then you can create boundaries. You can create space. You can create me time. You you can set up your life to be the way you want it to be when you're able to love yourself and know and understand what it is that you want because when you have that you can also look for particular things from other people instead of trying to blindly put out your fingies your fingers out there and trying to grab it but like you're just like yeah i am blind i cannot see but i wish to grab things and have it but oh,
1: I, need, I, need, I need i need
0: i need i need i need i must i must have but um also not always getting what you, what you really need. Like you're just grabbing whatever you can get, but it may not actually be what you want, may not be what you need. So not all of it is filling your reservoir anyway.
1: Yeah, and I think during this pandemic, a lot of people are um, have been used to getting their needs met from the interaction they have with other people, and mm-hmm. that's been much more limited. And so there's a lot of people having to go way inside internally and do some repair work, number one, yeah. on things that have happened in their lives that have made them question their value and mm-hmm. their worth, um, shame. There's lots of authors out there that deal with some of these concepts, and we'll start listing on our website some of the ones that, that have been really meaningful to us. Yeah, But the thing for you to look at really is, what does it mean to you to love yourself? Mm-hmm. What does it mean to you to care for yourself? When you think about how you care for other people in your life how you love other people in your life what would your life look like if you applied that same amount of love and care and attention that you give other people to yourself mm-hmm. what would that be like i just want, i really want you to take a second and take that in as, and if you if you're used to getting massage and you're not getting massage but you touch yourself you spend a little bit more time with lotion on your body you know, if, if you're feeling, um, upset, you sit with your hand on your heart, your own hand on your heart. And I have an instructor in my spin classes that talks about having, uh, our hands on each other's backs. Mm-hmm. You know, what if your own hand is on your back? What if your own hand is supporting you and saying, you got this baby, you got this, I believe in you. Mm-hmm. What would your life be like if you did that for yourself? The same way you would for countless other people in your life. life.
0: Yeah, you can also give yourself hugs. Yeah. Um. Uh. Like hug a pillow, get a big body pillow, hug that. Like I have, I have probably (laughs) too many pillows in my house, but um. Can one have too many pillows? But the answer is no. No, (laughs) one cannot have too many pillows. (laughs) Um. But like hugging a pillow feels really good because that's still a sense of like there's something there. And, but it's it's form of self-care because you're you're curling on yourself and you're giving yourself affection in that kind of sense. So if you're not necessarily getting a whole lot of your touch needs met, find ways to um, give that need to yourself by, you know, maybe uh, you still have like stuffed like plushies or something. Like cuddle with one right. of your adorable plushies, you know, cuddle with a pillow um, to get that sort of need met. You don't, it doesn't necessarily have to be from other people, you can find ways to do it for yourself. And it's, that's actually something that um, one of my somatic therapists, while I was going through a tumultuous time in like high school and college, uh, told me to do is just part of loving yourself was like, pick something to hold, like hold it as if you're holding yourself. It's yeah. like, oh, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know that would work. And, it, and it's like something I do now.
1: So. That's funny. I had a um, spiritual teacher at one point who told me to go out and buy a, a little stuffed animal for for little Linda, and so I bought this little polar bear that I still have. Mm-hmm. And I took that polar bear with me on car trips. I, I, and it's so small that I could like uh, sleep in the crook of my neck. Well, it wasn't sleeping. I was sleeping with it in the crook <laughs> of my neck. Um, it was sleep. It was in a very deep sleep, a very deep stuffed sleep, um, <laughs> but. But anyway, just that sense of the tactile sensation for a lot of us is something that we really need. And during the pandemic, a lot of people have talked about how lonely they are for physical touch. And so it sounds weird, but touching yourself makes a difference. I'm not sure our body knows the difference in a lot of ways between um, us touching our, ourselves or somebody else touching us. Um, and and so you know, creating that idea of self-love, the self-care for your own body. Your own mind, for your own spirit. You know, what is it you could do that is a physical thing mm-hmm. that will um, allow you to feel a little more cared for yeah. and a, a little more loved? And part of this is the more we're able to take care of ourselves, and, and you were saying this earlier, the more we're able to take care of ourselves and love ourselves, the less we're trying to be getting everything from somebody else. The,
0: the blindly zombie reach of right. just need, need, grab, grab. I need
1: it. Right. And it's not attractive. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> so I was having this conversation with some friends recently that um, I I uh, was traveling and I was out at restaurants and things and sometimes when I'm um, traveling alone, I'll eat at the bar, at least you have the bartender to talk to. And so I was having this experience where often um, men were picking me up and wanting to like go on a date or something and I'm like, wait, don't I look like a lesbian anymore? Like wh- what's up with that? And w- so my friend said, Linda, you are interesting, you're interested, you're and you don't want anything. I was like, oh, I never thought of it that way. I wasn't trying to flirt with them. I wasn't trying to get a date. I I was interested in who they were as people. And it's so refreshing for people to have people who are interested in them. So get interested in yourself, you know, get really curious about yourself. It's like, Mm -hmm. ooh, would I want to date me? Would I want to uh, go on a hike with me? Would I want to have a long-term relationship with me? And if the answer to any of those is no, Take a look in the mirror and, and decide what it is that you need to do to make yourself more interesting and interested in other people. I would say for 9.9 out of 10 of us, it's going to be about loving ourselves better and about talking to ourselves better. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to our other point yes. that we really want to talk about. Talking
0: to self-talk, how you speak to yourself is so important um, because how, how you talk to yourself is also going to reflect how you treat yourself. So if you don't talk to yourself very kindly, gently, or compassionately, you're very unlikely to be treating yourself kindly, compassionately, or gently. And if you're treating other people better than you're treating yourself, that also sets a message to other people that like, you don't really care how you're treated, that you, you'll your bar for how you're treated is very low. So they can get away with a lot of stuff. That isn't good, um, and people who are looking to take advantage of that will will notice that. Uh, good humans, people who are aren't looking to take advantage of that, will not. That may be accidental in how they do things, but um, but for it, it sets you up for, in some cases, putting yourself in a position where someone can treat you very badly because they see that you are not treating yourself very well in the first place. So you they could get away with it and they can get away with like being uncommunicative or not treating you very nicely and not being very kind or compassionate or gentle with yourself because you haven't set that as a boundary. If you set it as a boundary where first and foremost, you treat yourself with kindness and compassion and gentleness and tenderness and care, you, someone else is not going to get away with treating you less than that. And that's so important because you don't deserve to be treated less than that. You don't deserve to be treated without kindness, without compassion, without gentleness, without care. You don't deserve to be treated with anything less than that. Like I want you to really hear that and take that into your soul, (laughs) Um, your spirit, whatever you believe in um, and like feel that in your body. You don't deserve to be treated with anything less than kindness, compassionate, compassion, love, and care. That's what you deserve as a human being. Just as a human being, you deserve that. So treat yourself with that level of kindness and compassion and care because that's what you deserve. So treat yourself with what you deserve.
1: Yeah. The, the, you know, how you speak to yourself, you know, like you say things like if you make a mistake or you drop something, you stupid idiot, you know, what does that say to, to your inner core being? Your little kid inside of you, you know, how does how's that feel? You know, it's, it doesn't make any sense that we treat each other this way. And the other thing I want to talk about while we're on this topic is um, self-deprecation. And to me, self-deprecation is just another form of narcissism. It's look at me, look at me, look at me, how terrible I am. I'm never going to be as good as you. I am not worthy. Uh, it is so unattractive. And it's so self-absorbed. Oh, it, yeah. It's so mm-hmm. self-absorbed. And we've known a number of people who are this, oh, I'm not worthy um, I, oh, I wish I could have this, I, you know, but I'm not worthy. I, you know, I, 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 it's it's so unattractive and it's boring, honestly. I, like, I want you to look at how you speak to yourself and how you carry yourself. And, and think about what Sarah said, that people will treat you the way you treat yourself. Yeah. If you treat yourself with loving kindness, people are going to treat you that way. Or they're going to circle out of your orbit because you're, you're not going to tolerate it. Yeah,
0: you won't. No, you're like... Excuse me, sir. Um, I will not accept that. Nope, nope. You can you can skedaddle. I'm cool with that. I don't need you in your in my life if you're not going to treat me the way I, I treat myself at
1: minimum. It, it reminds me of the vice presidential vice presidential debates uh, this season where Kamala Harris uh, didn't like being interrupted, and so she said, "I'm speaking," as a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking, and. And that's become this big meme, and it's like every woman, and maybe uh, maybe a lot of men, but I know every woman has had the experience where they've been mansplained or talked over mm-hmm. um, or corrected by other men. And, and it's important for you to not tolerate that, because the more you tolerate that kind of behavior, the more the other person doesn't get that that's not okay. And I look at that in every aspect of my life as like, are there ways that I'm tolerating people treating me mm-hmm. that I I don't want to rock the boat so I don't say anything? Yeah. So it's, do, am I really loving myself? Am I really caring my, for myself in those situations? Sometimes it's better not to rock the boat. I will, I will adamantly say that. But if you're not rocking the boat ever, you're probably not loving yourself very deeply. You're probably not caring for yourself and your needs uh, very clearly. And so you're not communicating that to other people. So the one thing we wanted to make sure that you knew is no is a complete sentence. Oh, yeah. It's one of the mm-hmm. best self-care things that you can do. One yeah. of the best ways to love yourself. Hey, do you want to go out to happy hour tonight? No. I'm good. Thank you, though. Exactly. But so you, don't, you don't need to come. She was kind out. and compassionate. So I'm asking, would you like to go out? No. I'm, I'm good. Thank you. Like,
0: saying no when you don't want to do something is like key to self-care <laughs> the <Little laughs> chef's kiss there for you um uh but it's it's you're setting a boundary you're giving yourself space if you don't have the energy to go do something say no if you don't want to go do something say no you don't have to force yourself to go out and do things to for you know to show that you care or something like that if you and you also don't have to come up with an excuse either to say no. You don't have to Sorry. say no. Oh, I'm currently busy, or my dog's sick and I need to take care of them. You can literally just say no. No, thanks. No, thank I, I you. I appreciate though. the invitation. Yeah, you you don't have to add an excuse. You know it's just
1: no. I'm good. Thank you. When I first started doing that, people were kind of <laughs> taken aback by it, but I was very kind and compassionate, but mm-hmm. I was very clear. You know, for me, I'm I'm kind of on the border between introvert and extrovert, which means I, I do get some energy from being out with people, but I um, have to be, uh, take time to rejuvenate by myself. And so often, I, and I was reflecting that this has been true since I was a, a teenager that I'm aware of, um, I, I can only tolerate a certain number of nights out with people. I, I love it. I have a really good time, but if I don't take that time alone yeah. to regroup and, and re-energize, I, I don't feel really good and I feel really stressed and I don't like that feeling. So, you know, I I think that I spent so many years of my life, and I know lots of you do this too, feeling distressed and busy, overworked, underappreciated, and it was because I was not loving myself. Mm -hmm. And for, I know parents whose kids are, college-age kids are home, they're still making their sandwiches for lunch. (laughs) Now, once in a while, that's a nice thing to do. It's a nice thing when I make dinner for you. It's a nice thing when you make dinner for me. Yeah. But... When the, I'm, I was on a conference call with a woman once, and she's, her kids came in, college-age kids, home because of the pandemic, and said, Mom, when are you going to make lunch? And she had to cut our call uh, uh, short because she had to go make her adult children lunch because it tastes better when Mommy makes it. She was getting all of her needs met yeah. from her kids' adoration of her doing things for them. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything more loving than to teach your child to be self-sufficient. And you did a pretty good job. Uh, you me. are very self-sufficient. Um, yeah, it's, and you're able to uh, be in relationship, and you're able to be alone, Oh yeah. and you're able to take care of yourself. And that goal reached. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, anything else on this topic you want to add in?
0: No, I think the only other thing is just, um, just really watch how you maybe talk to yourself during a day. You know, like when you do something, how are you, what's your internal monologue like? Yeah. Like what do you catch yourself saying? Um, and reflect on it. So if it's if it's actually full, more full of like, um, you know, maybe I should stop now or I need a break or um, I should take some time to myself or I should go on a hike or something. If you're more focused on doing the things that you, that feel good, that's great, awesome. But if you're leaning towards, so oh, I oh, I need to keep doing this, I have to do this until I finish, or no, I can't do this thing until this is done, or uh, I made a mistake. This is terrible and I have to sit here for like another four and a half hours to complete this, but I have to do it. If you're sort of miserable in your own internal monologue, think about how you can shift that a little bit. What could you do to be a little kinder, to give yourself a little more space and, and time so you're not
1: feeling so stressed and unhappy? Yeah, one of the things I think is really important is to realize, and we're going to actually do a whole episode on this, you're always at a choice point. Mm-hmm. And there are there are consequences for choices, oh, true. yeah, But there are consequences for uh, not making choices also and for not taking care of yourself. That's also a choice. Yeah, do not
0: make the choice. That's, that's right. still a choice. That's right.
1: So, And I, I remember I, I had this conversation with a couple of different married couples about um, traveling back for holidays uh-huh. to their family. And the spouse who was not the family that they were traveling back to uh, was miserable when they would spend like a week or 10 days with the family because this other spouse would kind of revert to childhood behaviors or they'd have all their inside jokes and stories they felt excluded or they were just bored and so i introduced this concept that you don't have to go for the same amount of time and it was like nobody ever thought of it and i i, I did this with at least three different couples that i know of And they said i'm really miserable going there for 10 days i'd rather be at home doing a project or working or whatever i love the first four days i said well what would happen if you had a conversation with your spouse and you decided you were only going for four days they said wait i can't do that why if that's the most loving thing towards yourself why not talk about that your spouse might be relieved to have time without you with their family and to like just be who they are without worrying about your feelings And so in every single case, they did it and they were so happy, but they had no idea they had, they could give themselves permission to do it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm going to wrap it up with, give yourself permission to love yourself. Give yourself permission to talk kindly to yourself. Mm -hmm. Give yourself permission to take care of yourself, to care for yourself in the way that you would like someone else to care for you. Mm -hmm. What if you cared for yourself that way? What if you took yourself out for a nice dinner? Not in most places right now during the pandemic, but, but you can get
0: nice takeout. Some food, good, good, good takeout food. Mm, we yeah. had some
1: fantastic takeout and even some great outdoor meals. Mm-hmm. There are ways to care for yourself, and I loved what you said about. Um, I kind of lost it there, but there was something you said about. Um, I don't know,
0: filling your internal reservoir.
1: Yeah, it might have been that. That yeah. I, I just I think that you know filling yourself up is Mm -hmm. is really the way to go with uh allowing yourself to feel that feeling that you feel when you're falling in love with someone when you're the object of somebody else's affection and attention Mm -hmm. so give yourself that attention and affection and see how your life changes Mm -hmm. and for now yes we love you and we'll see you again soon